This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 152, Comic Talk, DC Marvel solicitations for May 2014. And this is Comic Shenanigans, episode 152. It's our Comic Talk episode looking at the solicitations for May 2014 for both DC and Marvel Comics. Uh, these were released actually, I think, a couple weeks ago, but uh, I hadn't had a chance to really schedule a podcast to talk about them as I've had some other things come up. Um, uh, just like episode last week, uh, episode 150 ended up being our uh, look at uh, RoboCop, and I think episode 148 was our uh, Legion of Superheroes Talking Heroclix episode, so we've had more pressing issues come up, so I'm going to take a look now at uh, DC and Marvel's solicitations. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, by the way. Uh, our even-numbered episodes are generally either a comic talk, flashback, spotlight, something, uh, not just a regular comic reviews episode. Sometimes it's me with guests, sometimes it's me alone, I'm a lonesome, as it is today. Uh, so looking, I'm uh, just for the sake of argument, I'm going through the Newsarama article that was posted originally on February 18th for the uh, full May 2014 solicitations for DC Comics uh, in terms of uh, what order I'll be looking at the different issues that are being solicited. Uh, the first thing that's being solicited is the New 52 Futures End, number one. So this is the new weekly series that's going to be starting. Uh, written by Keith Giffen, Dan Jurgens, Brian Mazzarello, and Jeff Lemire. Uh, that's a weird hodgepodge of different creators. Uh, artwork by Patrick Zerker, at least on the first issue. Um, I like the the premise. I mean, I'm a little curious how it's all going to work. I mean, the whole point of the New 52 is to make things more accessible. And now, two and a half years in, we have a storyline which is five years from now. Um, the DC Universe is revealing from a war with another Earth, leaving the world unprepared for an approaching evil that threatens to destroy the future. Can a time-traveling Batman Beyond help a massive cast of the DCU's finest divert the impending apocalypse? Find out in this new weekly series that will forever alter the direction of the New 52. In this debut issue of the New 52's weekly series, Batman Beyond arrives five years later. Grifter turns against humanity and a Justice League member dies. Um, could be interesting, could also not be. It's interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, in terms of a weekly series, um, Keith Gevin's been involved in one before, but I don't believe any of the others have. So there's potential for, you know, a mess and potential for it to work. One interesting thing is I don't believe they've mentioned how many issues of Future Zam we're actually going to get. Um, so that will be interesting to see as well. Uh, we also have issues, what, 2, 3, and 4 being solicited. Um, two has artwork by Jesus Marino and Dan Green. Issue three with artwork by Dan Jurgens and Mark Irwin. And issue four by Aaron Lepresti and Art Thibert. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. And it looks like it's a lot of, you know, so far, you know, what happened since. I mean, issue two says, uh, you know, they've gathered and mourn a fallen hero. Secrets of the DCU five years later arrive at Lois Lane's door. Issue 3 is, uh, did Firestorm kill a member of the Justice League? Who is watching Batman Beyond? And why is Frankenstein living in an igloo? And issue 4, where is Red Robin? Who wants to steal from the world's most famous man? And whatever happened to Stormwatch? Uh, we have Superman Doomed, number 1. Written by Scott Lobdell with Greg Pak and Charles Soule. So that's basically the Superman writers right now. Artwork by Ken Lashley. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's the new 52 version of Superman vs. Doomsday. Uh, we'll see what they do with it. I mean, I... I can't say I'm all that interested, but who knows? It could be interesting. Uh, we have the launch of Justice League United by Jeff Lemire with artwork by Mike McCone. I'm just disappointed that it's not called Justice League Canada. I think that would have been kind of cool. It should be interesting to see Adam Strange being involved with the storyline and taking them away from Earth. Um, that's probably needed. 
um, and the team appears to be, I mean, basically whatever was the Justice League of America. Uh, you got Animal Man on it now, because Jeff Lemire's writing it, why not? You got Green Arrow on it, Martian Manhunter, and Stargirl, which is an odd motley crew. Uh, we have Justice League 31, uh, this by Ivan Reyes on art, and Jeff Johns writing. Um, so, you have, I don't know if I care. I mean, it's introduce, introducing the new Power Ring, that's a girl, okay, that's cool. I don't know how I feel about Lex Luthor being on the team, post Forever Evil. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's potential here, but I just don't know if I'm going to be that interested. Just sleep dark, I haven't been following, so I can't say I'm all that interested in even reading the solicit. Uh, Aquaman and the others, Dan Jurgens writing with Dan Lamadina on art. I mean, that could be really cool. Um, I mean, the others were, you know, written by Jeff Johns originally in the Aquaman uh, run that he did. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what uh, Jurgens does with it, for sure. Uh, we also it's interesting to just see two Aquaman books on the shelves um, we have Aquaman 31 with uh, the King of Atlantis versus the Avatar of the Green it's Aquaman versus Swamp Thing that could be really cool uh, an interesting take I mean I'm I'm loving what Jeff Parker and Paul Pelletier are doing so far so I'm definitely on board uh, Secret Origins number 2 uh, we got the new 52 Origins of Aquaman and Starfire I feel like Aquaman's kind of been done already in this Aquaman book but Starfire hasn't really so that makes me more interested uh, you also have Batman. Batman's the major headline, which of course he has to be. Um, the series, let's see, the writing on the whole is by Jeff Parker, Ray Fox, and Scott Lobdell. It'll be interesting to see who does who. I guess Scott Lobdell will do Starfire. I guess Jeff Parker doing Aquaman, and maybe Ray Fox doing Batman. I'm unsure. Uh, artwork by Paul Pelletier, Sean Parsons, and Paolo Sequeira. Uh, you got the Flash 31 which is continuing from the Flash Annual number 3 that comes out in April, which is guest starring Wally West, a future Flash, and the future Mirror Master. I'm kind of done with future Mirror Masters and future Flashes in some ways. I mean, we kind of got an idea of that with the future Rogues. Um, I forget what they were called, but they were like the Rogue Police that the Jeff Johns and uh, Francis Manipal run, but we'll see. Um, I'm interested just because we're going to finally, finally see a new version of Rob, Wally West, but who knows what that really means, because again, he's not going to be the Wally West people want. He's going to be a character called Wally West more than anything. Uh, it's written by Robert Venditti and artwork by uh, Anne, sorry, Anne Van Jensen, with artwork by Brett Booth and Norm Rapmund. Um, Green Arrow, I haven't been following it at all, but I'm sure people who kind of like the more Arrow style will enjoy this, by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, Justice League the 3000, I have no interest at all to read this at all. At all, at all, at all. Um, Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis should be a fantastic pair. Howard Porter and Erwerk, well, there should be nothing wrong with this book, and yet I read the first issue and absolutely hated it. Um, maybe not absolutely, but really didn't like it. Uh, Constantine, I can't believe that book's still going. Um, I only say that because there's a, a loyal following that would have followed in Hellblazer forever, but instead we get this new 52 version of Constantine, which isn't the same, and I don't know if people are really enjoying it as much. That's the only reason I say I'm surprised it's still around. I'm really surprised that we still have Trinity of Sin, the Phantom Stranger. I'm glad J.M. DeMatteis is getting work, but I have no interest to read about Phantom Stranger on an ongoing basis. Uh, Trinity of Sin, Pandora continues. I hate that stupid Trinity of Sin prefix. I don't think it's necessary. Um, Earth twenty, sorry, Earth, Earth twenty three, Earth two number twenty three uh, continues with uh, Nicholas Scott and Trevor Scott doing art with Tom Taylor writing. Um, oh, you know, I, I was just in a previous episode, episode one fifty one. I was talking about how I didn't even know what happened to Green Lantern, but it appears he's being resurrected uh, in issue, either issues twenty two or twenty three. So that answers that question. Uh, World's finest twenty three, maybe. Finally, Power Girl and Hunters can go back to their own wor or, uh, Earth. Not that they really want to, given what's happened to it. 
Uh, Wonder Woman continues with Brian Azzarello's current run. Probably one of the longest running in the New 52, if not the longest running besides Scott Snyder, which is kind of impressive at this point. Uh, Superman Wonder Woman, a book that I've actually been enjoying a lot of, but it's being part of this Superman Doom story, so I don't care. Don't know if I care as much now. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't know if I care. Uh, this whole Doom thing. Um, the Action Comics 31 is also part of uh, Doomed, as is Superman. So that kind of explains why, why Charles Soule, Greg Pak, and Scott Lobdell are writing that one shot together. Uh, Supergirl continues with Tony Bedard writing her as a Red Lantern. Uh, Superboy, I have not been really reading any of this with the whole son of Superman and not uh, Connor Kent anymore. Um, we have Batman Superman following the events of First Contact. We have a new story arc. That could be interesting, but we'll see. Uh, it continues to be with artwork by Jay Lee, so that kind of is uh, a giant strike against it for me, personally. Uh, Batman Eternal, the other weekly series that's going on, uh, is by Scott Snyder, James Tinian IV, Ray Fox, John Lehman, and Tim Seeley. That has a lot of writers, with artwork by Andy Clark in issue number 5, issue 6 by Tr- uh, Trevor McCarthy, issue 7 by Emmanuel Simeone, and artwork, and artwork in number 8 by march the only thing that really makes me even interested in this book is stephanie brown more than anything just to see what they do with a uh, spoiler uh batman 31 continues uh let's see zero year savage city uh by scott Knight snyder and capullo i'm just kind of ready for the whole thing to be done it's going on really long uh detective comics 31 with manipul and brian bugelato i'm really interested in seeing how what this um what this team is like on batman uh it's starting uh, I think in either March or April. Uh, actually, March's book just came out, so I guess it comes out in April. I'm interested to see what it's like, for sure. Um, Manipul and Bucciolato, I think people are used to them kind of having a lighter sensibilities to them, especially in the colors by Bucciolato, so I'm really kind of intrigued by what their take on Batman might be like. Um, Peter J. Tomasi continues to do the pa- pa- Batman and book with Batman and Frankenstein this time around uh, as they're on the hunt for Robin. Uh, again, it's by Tomasi and Gleason. Batwoman I haven't really been following, can't say I'm all that interested. Batgirl continues with uh, Gail Simone behind the wheel. Carla Quinn, surprised that book's even going to make it to issue 6, because I really didn't like the first couple issues, but I'm sure someone did. Uh, I mean, it sold well enough in the first, I think, 0 and 1 especially. Uh, Catwoman continues somehow. I like Patrick O'Leaf. I don't think it's the best book for him to be on, because Anna Senti, I don't think she really gets the character, but that's just me. Uh, Christy Marks continues her run on Birds of Prey. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws is still going. I'm actually surprised about that. Um, and I guess it's a Lobo appearance, but it looks like it's not the real Lobo, maybe? Um, it doesn't look like the one that was recently in Supergirl. Uh, Batwing continues with the Gotham Underground storyline, which I'm not really enjoying when it started in March. Uh, Sinestro's issue 2 comes out. I'm really interested to see what Dale Ekersham's artwork looks like, but I do not think that I'm interested in reading what Colin Bunn has to say about it. Um, yeah, Uprising Part 1, uh, the new Green Lantern storyline going on, which is going to be going through the different Green Lantern books, it appears, uh, as it goes going through Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. Um, I'm not following New Guardians at all, so I don't even know what's going on. I've, everyone seems to think Kyle's dead, so I don't even know how his book's even going on, but that's what you get for not reading every Green Lantern book. Uh, Red Lanterns, I'm really out of the loop on that as well as uh, Larfleys. Uh, the movement is finally ending with issue 12. Uh, All-Star Western 31 has Hex back in the Old West and not time-traveling anymore. Um, you have Swamp Thing 31 with Charles Soule continuing his take. Um, 
you have Batman Beyond the Universe, Adventures of Superman, like all these other kind of, uh, I think these are all digital first books, uh, including Smallville Season 11, Lantern Number 2. Um, you have Vampire Diaries number five, etc., etc., etc. You have a bunch of Vertigo books, which I'm not going to go through, not because I don't think Vertigo counts, but I personally have not followed anything Vertigo in a long time, so it won't mean a lot to me in terms of what I'm kind of giving my take on books that are coming out. Collected editions. I love talking about collected editions. So in May, at least you have the solicitations for Batman and Robin Volume 3, Death of the Family Tree Paperback, which I'm excited for this. Although it seems like a really short volume because you're only getting, what, three issues of Batman and Robin, an issue of Batman, and then an issue of Batman and Robin Annual. Um, I'm kind of bummed it doesn't include Batman and Robin uh, 18, which was just a brilliant issue, if it's the issue I'm thinking of, uh, which is kind of the... Uh, the the epilogue to the death of um, it was the Requiem issue uh, for Batman and Robin. I'm bummed that we're not getting it in Volume Three, and I have to wait longer to see it in trade, and so I can give it to people to borrow. Um, Detective Comics Volume Three: Emperor Penguin by Lehman and Fabok. Uh, I really dug this when it was first out, so uh, I'm probably going to pick that up in trade. Um, Batman: The Dark Knight Volume Four Clay Hardcover. I don't pick up hardcovers of. Uh, DC books. The only hardcovers I pick up are either the oversized ones collecting old storylines from Marvel or the ones that are uh, have digital copies as well from Marvel Now. Uh, otherwise, I kind of stay away from hardcovers. Uh, I got the deluxe edition of The Son of Batman by uh, Andy Kubert, which is not in any way worth reading. Again, at least. Um, the first time wasn't that great either. You have the third volume of the Green Lantern Corps of Willpower, which brings you up basically to the ending of the Jeff Johns era, although this happens to be written by Tomasi. Um, the first Trey Paperback of Lightfleece is coming out. I don't want to read this at all, even though it's got a great creative team in Scott Collins with Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis, but both books they're writing right now I just do not enjoy it in the least. Um, there's a new volume of Red Hood and the Outlaws, Swamp Thing, Superman the Hell on Earth storyline is coming out, which is actually, I didn't realize how many issues it was. This is how you release your proper trade paperback, though. You release it, only the chapters in the, all the different books, whereas the Justice League, uh, Throne of Atlantis storyline is, you kind of need to, if you're following both books, you kind of have to buy the Justice League and Aquaman trades, you're getting the main storyline twice, and then two issues, I think, is the old all you're getting unique to both the Aquaman and Justice League books by buying it that way, which is really stupid, but that's the way they decided to fuck over the fans. Um, you have the Superman Action Comics Volume 4, uh, which is the, I guess, Andy Diggle and Scott Lobdell stuff. Um, not interested in reading that again myself. Uh, World's Finest has another trade paperback, as does Stormwatch. There's a Tales of Batman J.H. Williams III hardcover, which is kind of cool, which is uh, some older stories by J.H. Williams III. Could be neat. Um, you have uh, DC Comics presents the Demon Driven Out number one, which I guess it's just a retelling of a previous uh, story that was collected before. Got Blackman, Bat, sorry, Blackman, Batman, uh, Batman Black and White Volume Four hardcover, which is kind of cool. You have uh, the fifth grade paperback of the JLA run um, by Mark Wade at that point. It was originally started by Grant Morrison. These are kind of the oversized uh, trade paperbacks. They're about, this one's 434 pages. So that's a nice big size and a good price, $25 US. That's issues uh, 47 to 60 uh, of that run plus JLA Heaven's Ladder. Uh, another Stormwatch uh, volume coming out. I guess the first one I mentioned was trade paperback for volume two. You also have volume two of the older run by Warren Ellis and Tom Rainey on art. Um, 
And then there's Before Watchmen, Comedian and Rorschach coming out. Before Watchmen, Minutemen and Silk Spectre. Before Watchmen, Night Owl and Dr. Manhattan. Which is probably one of the ones that's more interesting to pick up, as well as the Minutemen and Silk Spectre one. And then another for Ozymandias and the Crimson Corsair. Um, and then a lot of other weird collectibles from DC. So that's DC's uh, offerings for May. Uh, then we go and look at Marvel's full solicitations, again through Newsarama. Um, first two things aren't even real solicitations as far as I'm concerned. you got two issues of Avengers, which are tie-ins to the uh, original Sin storyline with the death of the Watcher. We don't even know what the covers will look like. All we know is that they're going to be a little bit more expensive. Avengers 29 is $4.99. Avengers 30 is $3.99, thankfully. Both by Hickman and Lionel Francis Hugh. Uh, issue 10 is of Mighty Avengers is also connected to the uh, original Sin storyline, but I probably won't be picking that up or even reading it. Uh, same thing with Deadpool 29 appears to also be... Um, I don't know if it's just actually... Now that I'm looking at it, is it even... Is it just a variant? No, I, I think it actually is supposed to be about what's going on in that book. Uh, so Deadpool gets its own tie-in to uh, Original Sin. Plus you have the first two issues. Uh, it's written by Jason Aaron, artwork by Mike Diodato. Those are two unique flavors mixed together. I'm not quite sure what that will be like, uh, but I'll probably still read them. Issue 1 is 40 pages at $4.99. Issue 2, 32 at $3.99. Uh, we also have Amazing Spider-Man 1.1, uh, which is kind of the story that happens in the middle uh, between one Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. And that's by Dan Slott and Ramon Perez, which is Year 1, Learning to Crawl. We'll see. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be all that interested in it, but uh, because, I mean, I'm not someone who needs to buy everything that says Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't pick up Amazing Spider-Man, what is it, uh, 700.1 or whatever, or 699.1, whatever they were, when they were just kind of trying to cash in in December, I didn't pick those up, so... I don't know if I'll pick up this either. I'm probably not going to pick up the uh, the digital first title either. Uh, then we have Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now, what's interesting about this, and maybe this is just me, is 1.1 kind of just taking the place of what would normally be Amazing Spider-Man 2. And what I mean by that is, instead of having Amazing Spider-Man 2 and 3 coming out that month, we instead have 1.1 and 2. So maybe it's just a, a kind of a weird numbering thing, but they're not actually taking the... It's taking the place of, an, uh, of a regular book, which means if you're only buying Amazing Spider-Man, you don't have to buy three titles. You're still just having to buy two this particular month. So maybe I'll consider buying it after all. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 has uh, Electro, which is not really a big surprise because uh, obviously he's going to be in the movie coming out in May as well, so it makes sense to have an issue with him in it that people can read. Uh, the second issue of Inhumans coming out with Joe Madden artwork by Charles Soule writing. Um, I don't know if I care. I mean, I think by the time this comes out, no one's going to care about the whole inhumanity thing. So I think it's kind of, they kind of screwed the pooch on that one uh, by trying to work things out with Matt Fraction and then going with a different writer and postponing it so much. Uh, you got Cyclops number one, which I guess is supposed to be an ongoing. I don't know how I feel about this because him having an ongoing where he's traveling and with his dad, uh, sorry, where Cyclops is traveling with his dad, a space pirate, does that mean he's just not in All New X-Men or it takes place before All New X-Men continues? Like, it's just kind of a weird decision. Um, the Greg Rucker writing it is interesting, but the artwork, I do not know who Russell Dowderman is, so I have no idea how to even gauge that. Uh, Iron Fist Living Weapon number two. Super pumped for this book by Kyrie Andrews. He hasn't done anything in a while for the big two, so uh, that should be interesting. I got the uh, third issue of Moon Knight. I do like the description in this issue. Moon Knight punches ghosts. All right, done. 
um, by Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby. Why not? Uh, Daredevil 3, you have Mark Wade and Chris Semney with The Return of the Owl, as well as having uh, The Shroud show up, which should be interesting. Uh, we have Silver Surfer, volume, sorry, not volume, number 3 by Dan Slott and Mike Alred. I'm actually really pumped at reading this. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I think this could be a lot of fun. Uh, I got Hulk, volume 3 by Mark Wade and Mark Bagley. I don't know how to vote Mark Bagley on doing a Hulk book. I mean, he can do Hulk. I mean, I really enjoyed his take on the Hulk during uh, the mid-90s, or early 90s, on uh, an issue of Amazing Spider-Man that the Hulk showed up in just after Maximum Carnage. That could be really cool. Um, so we'll see with this Banner DOA storyline. Um, issue 2 of Electra coming out by Mike Del- Michael Del Mondo in art and Hayden Blackman writing. We'll see. I mean, I'm really skeptical enough I'm going to really enjoy this at all. I mean, the first issue is really going to be, you know, I'll give it a shot, but I don't know if I'm going to end up biting. Uh, then we have All New Ghost Rider. It looks like issue three twice is in the solicitations, which is weird. Uh, Felipe Smith writing with Trad Moore and Art. I don't know this creative team at all. I will give them a shot with the first issue, but I might not go any further than that. Um, we have uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number one by Mike Benson and Tana Ng Wat. Um... I don't know how I feel about this because I really enjoyed the most recent issue of Avengers uh, World um, where it would appear that he died so having him now have his own miniseries if it's current kind of bugs me because I really liked how this issue ended and I'd be okay with him being dead because it was such a badass issue and such a cool way to go out um, we've got Magneto 3 and 4 by Colin Bunn and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta um, we'll, we'll see I mean I'm kind of digging how the issue first, the first issue went, but uh, you know sometimes you don't really know until an issue conti- a series continues into past the first issue. Uh, Nightcrawler number two by Chris Claremont and Todd Nock. Really not sure what this book's gonna be like, but I'm willing to give it a shot at least for the first issue. Uh, you got New Secret Avengers volume th- of what volume three now, issue three uh, by Alice Cott and Michael Walsh. Uh, already a different artist, so. Not sure how I feel about that. That being said, I'm really pumped for this book and excited to see what it's like. Uh, All New Dupe, number two of five. I don't care about Dupe, so even though I like David Fuente on art, uh, I'm really hot and cold on uh, Peter Milligan writing, and I was never a big fan of Ecstatics or the Dupe concept, so I'm going to probably take a pass on this. Uh, Iron Patriot, number three. I'll give it a shot. Um, obviously, James Rhodes not, is not going to die as much as they like to say that in their solicitations that he will. Uh, we have Miracle Man 5 and 6. I'm just not... I know a lot of people love Miracle Man. I'm just not really interested in reading it until it comes out in trade. Um, Disney Kingdom, Secrets of the Weird. Don't even know what that is and don't really care to, which is kind of, you know, close-minded of me. Uh, Dexter Down Under, George Marrow's Empire of the Dead, Act 1, number 5. Uh, then we have Avengers World, number 6, with uh, artwork by Marco Cicchetto, who's a great illustrator, uh, and written by Nick Spencer, so no longer by Jonathan Hickman at all. Um interested to see what this is like and I like seeing Hyperion so Hyperion versus AIM it sounds like I'm totally on board uh, Uncanny Avengers 20 uh, Daniel Kuna. if it's anything like his first few things uh, first few issues of Uncanny Avengers he was doing that makes me more interested in seeing what this will be like um, Rick Remender continues his amazing run on Uncanny Avengers the first arc was really a faltering for me like it really was not that interesting or engaging to me but everything since then has just been so good so I'm really pumped for uh, upcoming issues of that uh, Uncanny, uh, sorry, Avengers Undercover by Hopeless and Kev Walker. Uh, interested to see how this book works. Um, but, you know, I'm in. I mean, it's the end of the first arc. 
I'm at least in for the first four issues. Uh, we have a new Avengers 18. I don't know who Valerio Shitty is, but I know who Jonathan Hickman is. Um, so we'll see what that's like. I mean, I've been loving that book in general. Uh, Thanos Annual Number 1. Uh, Jim Starlin and Ron Lim. So you can't really come up with a, a more throwback cosmic team. Uh, which is a prequel to the upcoming Thanos The Infinity Revelation original graphic novel. It's a little bit of a cheat to have a, uh, an annual for a character who doesn't have an ongoing that leads into an OGN, but whatever, that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one who feels that way. Um, got uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man 13 by Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber as uh, the sleeper hit of the year continues, as it says in the uh, in the um, solicitation copy. I, you know, I, I was really harsh in this book, and then it became really interesting. The cover is really weird and, and bizarre with... Um, Boomerang, you know, kind of wearing uh, Craven the Hunter's clothes, and what the 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 Beetle kind of wearing the Kingpin's outfit, and Overdrive with um, Vulture wings, and uh, like a, a Gwen Stacy doll being dropped by Speed Demon with a Goblin uh, mask, and riding a glider, and a Shocker with a, a giant Rhino horn on his head. That's gonna be one of the weirdest but quirkiest, most fun covers I've seen in a while. Uh, we have Giant Size Spider Man number one. Uh, I'm not even sure what this is supposed to be exactly. It's written by Joe Caramagna, who I believe is usually just a colorist, so it's interesting that he's a, he's going to be writing as well. Um, different stories. Uh, sorry, looks like there's either a lot of different writers or a lot of different artists. I'm not really sure. And it looks like it's a lot of kind of old, young Peter Parker stories, but we'll see. I'm interested in reading it at least. I mean, it's a little bit steep, 4.99, but you are getting 64 pages, which is a lot actually these days. Uh, we have the launch of Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man by uh, David Marquez, who I love his art, and Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, Ultimate FF starts, uh, sorry, has issue two by Joshua Hill Felkov and Mario Guevara. All New Ultimates number two launches with Michael Fifth and Amakar Pina, who I've never heard of before. And it looks like Jessica Drew becomes the new Black Widow. Uh, and All New Invaders number five by Jameson, sorry, Robinson and Pugh. Um I really enjoyed the last through two issues so we'll see what the first arc ends like with and that's an issue five um i'm really loving winter soldier the bitter march i mean obviously only one issue's come out but i'm really interested in reading the rest and so issue four comes out in may as well as the um the continuing storyline with dr mind bubble in captain america we have agent of asgard uh loki agent of asgard sorry issue number four uh, we have Thor, God of Thunder 22, which is The Last Days of Midgard Part 4, um, which is Roxanne versus Broxton, uh, Ross Solomon versus Ulick the Troll, Thor, sorry, Thor and Ross Solomon versus Ulick the Troll, uh, in the far future, the goddesses of thunder take on Old Galactus, where, where is King Thor? I have fallen out of touch with this book, but at some point I hope to get on board again, as I don't think I've read any of the Accursed, so at some point I'm going to probably get on board with this book once the hardcover start coming out uh we got captain marvel number three which is her in the gardens of the galaxy which could be interesting uh miss marvel i cannot wait for issue two because i love the first issue um we have gardens of the galaxy 15 uh it looks like peter quill's missing and captain marvel joins the gardens of the galaxy we'll see i don't know if we have to keep putting human more humans on the team but whatever can only help i guess it's nick bradshaw and art with kind of a weird take i guess it would be and uh, Brian Michael Bendis writing, uh, as well as you have the Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy prelude, which is um, basically a prelude to the Marvel Cinematic um, you know, movie uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. It's written by Dan Abnett and Andy Landing with Wellington Alves and Art, which is basically the uh, the team that kind of 
brought this book about in the, the original Guardians of the Galaxy book, Wong Tanav's Actually, maybe he was doing Nova at the time, but Abaddon and Landing definitely have a lot of stake in Guardians of the Galaxy. If without them, we would not have a movie starring those characters. Absolutely. Um, Thunderbolts continues. I've actually enjoyed that issue, that, sorry, that series recently with the inclusion of Ghost Rider, so maybe I'll continue to enjoy it. Uh, Hawkeye, number 20, looks like uh, more of... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate Bishop, uh, and it's the issues by Annie Wu, because it's a Kate Bishop issue. Uh, Black Widow number six continues its run by Edmondson and Phil Noto. Uh, New Warriors number four as we end the first storyline, hopefully assembling the team, which as they go up against the High Evolutionary as Yost and uh, Marcus Toe continue. Uh, Iron Man twenty five and twenty six. Uh, this is what uh, I don't know what this is called, but we got something about the Rings of the Mandarin. Sorry, that's what it's called. I haven't read Iron Man in a little bit, but maybe it's interesting. Maybe it's not. Um, I'll probably try and read it. I just haven't cared. The whole Iron Metropol- Met- Metropolitan storyline, I really kind of took a giant pass on. Um, Nova 17 by Jerry Dugan and Paco Medina. Uh, Sand comes back from space. Um, I'm really enjoying this book, so I'm interested in a new issue. Uh, Punisher continues. Uh, I don't know how I feel with the storyline still going on with the whole Dust Souls storyline in L.A., but it continues in issue 5 at least. We've already had three issues of it. Um, F, the new Fantastic Four continues with Fall of the Fantastic Four Part 4 I was not a huge fan of Part 1 but I am a fan of Robinson and Leonard Kirk so I'm hoping they pull it out as the series continues uh, there's two issues shipping in May not a big surprise because Marvel loves doing that um, She-Hulk issue 4 comes out in May as well I love the first two issues so I'm, I'm totally on board with this book uh, great artwork by uh, Javier Pulido just really really special book and it's uh, written by Charles Sewell or again Sule. issue 14 we have more of Brian Wood and Clay Mann on X-Men uh, Clay Mann has done a little bit of like kind of the backup so far but it looks like he's going to be I guess the new uh, illustrator on the new uh, arc um, I know Nathan Strzok who's a, a frequent guest of the show will absolutely be in love with this because he loves Clay Mann he loves Brian Wood he loves this X-Men book uh, he's going to be just such a huge fan uh, Amazing X-Men number 7. I didn't even realize that um, Catherine Eminem would be guesting for an issue. That should be cool. Paco Medina on art, and it's going to be guest starring Amazing Spider-Man. So you have the Amazing Friends. Uh, that should be fun and cool. Uh, Old New X-Factor, double shipping again. Uh, Peter David and Carmine DiGiomenico, uh with issues 7 and 8 coming out in May. Again, I don't know if they have to be over, like, really... I get double publishing books that are, like, kind of your, your top sellers, like All New X-Men, for example, but getting two issues of a, a lower-selling book like All New X-Factor seems like a weird decision. Um, X-Force number five, I don't even know if I care. I really didn't like the first issue. Uh, All New X-Men 27 comes out. Um, actually, let me just flip to the top of all these solicitations as I realize I think there's only one issue of All New X-Men. Which is interesting. It has been double shipping, and it looks like it's only got one issue coming out in May. Which is kind of interesting, because up until now, it's been double shipping like mad. Um, so that's issue 27, as we have the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants coming back. The ones from the future, and the uh, Battle of the Atoms storyline. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 21. You have the Cyclops Revolution marching on, apparently. But to be honest, I have not been enjoying this book for a while. So I don't even know if I care, because the book just feels like it doesn't have much of a momentum or even much of a purpose or a sense of direction. 
Uh, Savage Wolverine continues uh, with Jen, Jen Meter and Rich Ellis bringing you issue 18 and issue 19 by Gil Simone with an artist to be determined later. What is this? Uh, draft or something? Like, that's weird. Uh, you have issue number four of Wolverine and the X-Men. I really was not a huge fan of issue one, so who knows. Uh, although I like the idea that there's going to be the Phoenix Corporation, whatever that is. So, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Issue six and seven is a new storyline in... Um, that, the Wolverine book by Paul Cornell. It's going to have Gerardo Sandoval as as artist on both uh, chapters. So I guess Ryan Stegman's taking a bit of a breather. Um, you have a Deadpool annual. Color me unimpressed or uninterested. Same thing with Deadpool versus Carnage. I just don't think I care. It's, it feels like 90s excess. Um, you have Deadpool and his bride going on to the honeymoon in Deadpool 28. Um, you have a bunch of other books coming out through Icon, etc. Coming to the heart, um, the collected editions, you have the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale yellow, blue, and gray hardcover. Um, I love the color books. I love that you're getting them all in one big hardcover. I'm really considering it, but the price is too high. Uh, you basically have 18, 18 issues for 75 bucks. I have them all in trade. There's no no reason whatsoever why I need to get this in hardcover, but I'm still considering it because I love... Love, love Daredevil Yellow and Spider-Man Blue. Um, they're both such beautiful, heartfelt stories. I never felt the same way about Hulk Grail, though. I know that uh, Nathan Strzok really enjoys it, but it just wasn't for me. But if you want to talk about overpriced, that is the Marvel's The Platinum Edition Slipcase Hardcover. Um, just like they recently did uh, an Adamantium collection. I, there's one coming up, actually, soon for Uncanny X-Men. And there's also one from Wolverine that came out last year. It's these giant, heavy uh, slipcases. Um... They have this Platinum Edition coming out for Marvels, which is an amazing book. 512 pages. I don't know where that's coming from. How much extra material are you getting? Because this is not including Marvel's Eye of the Camera, which is the sequel. It's just Marvel's one, uh, 0 to 4. So that is not a lot of content for 512 pages. So I'm, I want it, but for like a $200 is what it's listed for. I just cannot justify I have this in like a trade paperback that got a little bit of water damage. I have it in the Marvelous Premier hardcover version. Um, so I own it twice, once in hardcover already. I would love to have a, a giant, you know, slipcase version with a, a larger trim size as well, because it's a book that definitely uh, would uh, pre would be enjoyed more that way. But I just can't justify that massive price tag. Um, other hardcovers coming out is the entire Fury Max My War Gone By storyline. Uh, you have the New Avengers Volume 3 coming out in hardcover. Uh, so that's everything that comes after Infinity. Uh, Savage Wolverine Volume 3 comes out in hardcover. Uh, Indestructible Hulk Volume 4 comes out in hardcover, which brings you up to the end of that book, I believe. Um, you have Avengers Assemble uh, basically finishing off the rest of uh, Kelly C. DeConnick's run on that book. I guess she was writing it with Warren Ellis, and I, I did kind of remember that, but not quite. The Evolutionary War trade paperback collects all the various mini-sorry uh, one-shots that form the Revolutionary War storyline. Amazing X-Men Volume One comes out, which is the Quest for Nightcrawler by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Um, the Thor God of Thunder uh, starts to come out in trade paperback with the Volume Two God Bomb. Uh, volume Three of Avengers: The Prelude to Infinity trade paperback comes out. Um, the Superior Spider-Man trade paperback Volume Six: Goblin Nation which is the last arc of the Superior Spider-Man storyline, is coming out as well. You have All New X-Factor, Volume 1, a trade, which is the first six issues. 
uh, Avengers World Volume 1, which is Empire, which is the first five issues of Avengers World coming out. Night of the Living Deadpool, Uncanny Avengers Volume 2, The Apocalypse Wins Trade Paperback. Uh, you have a new Marvel Masterworks Marvel Rarities hardcover, which is kind of cool. It's got a lot of kind of weird odds and sods in it that are rare. Uh, you got Marvel Masterworks, all, Marvel Masterworks, The Invincible Iron Man Volume 3 trade paperback. Uh, you have the trade paperback of the Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude, which has the Prelude comic as well as having a bunch of kind of original appearances of the characters that make up the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie. You have Marvel First 1980s Volume 2, which I still think is a weird collection because most of the issues covered here are miniseries, so having the first issue of the miniseries is kind of dumb and a weird... Like, a lot of these books aren't necessarily even collected elsewhere, so why would you bother getting this Marvel First trade paperback? It's such a weird decision. Uh, you have yet another Oz trade paperback by uh, Scotty Young on art and Eric Schauner on, on the script. Uh, Marvel Boy comes back into trade paperback. This is the Grant Morrison and J.J. J. J. Jones storyline from the early 2000s. Um, a new Avengers trade paperback, which is the Legacy of Thanos. So originally, sorry, honestly, I would say just wait, because eventually you're going to get um, the Epic Collection sometime over the next few years, which will have this storyline. And I'm sure it's not pressing in terms of needing to read it right now. Uh, Galactus the Devourer, I've never even heard of this miniseries by Louis Simonson and John J. Muth and John Buscema. Uh, that sounds interesting. I might actually end up picking this up. Nova Classic Volume 3 comes out, although if you have the essential Nova, you don't need this unless you really want to see it in color. It does, however, collect the the Fantastic Four storylines where they kind of brought it close to the Nova storyline uh, that was not really ended with the original book. Uh, speaking of the Epic Collections, we have Volume 17 of the Avengers Collection coming out, which is Judgment Day. Uh, it's basically collecting uh, 278 to 285 of the Avengers title, as well as an annual and the graphic novel Emperor Doom, as well as X-Men vs. Avengers number 1 to 4 and West Coast Avengers annual number 2. Uh, for those who didn't pick up the uh, hardcover omnibus Devil Dinosaur by Jack Kirby uh, collection, there's the complete trade paperback collection coming out as well, which is uh, nine issues, so it's not very long. Um, the Invaders, because there's a new series that's recently come out with The Invaders, they're doing The Invaders Classic, The Complete Collection, uh, which is pretty big. I mean, the first collection here is 22 issues. That's a massive. Uh, so it's 512 pages as well as having it like uh, two issues of Marvel Premiere, an Invaders uh, giant size issue, and an annual and an issue of Avengers. So if you want to have a lot of classic Invader stuff by Roy Thomas, this is where you should go. And uh, also another uh, digest for Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man. So that is uh, everything from Marvel and for DC for May 2014. Thank you for listening to this issue of Comic Talk. Uh, we'll make sure to stop by next month as we'll have another episode where we'll be looking at the solicitations for June 2014. Um, you can always email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, post in our HC Realms threads. Uh, please also rate and review us on iTunes. It's a good way to, uh, to build the show. Uh, also, you can find us on comicshenanigans.podbean.com. You can post comments directly on our feeds. And also, please subscribe to the show. Uh, if you enjoy you know, listening to our episodes, please subscribe on iTunes as well. Uh, I'm Adam Chapman. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode. And I will see you next month for June's solicitations. Bye-bye.